doesn't say Hello and welcome to episode 23 of Cincinnati, the Bengals UK podcast that is now top of the division, 3-1, and one, and sticking one big middle finger to everyone who thought the Bengals would go quietly into the night this season. Uh, well, I'm sure you're all the same as, as we are after a breathless, improbable, ridiculous, nerve-shredding, bladder-bursting, sphincter-tightening, <laughs> last-gasp, 37-36 victory uh. over the Atlanta Falcons in Atlanta. The Bengals return home a little banged up, a little bit bruised, but floating on thin air, uh, which is exactly what we are. Not literally, that would be weird, but um, uh, we are extremely happy. And I say we because joining me this week in the sewing room is the Dipsy to my Lala, the... Hold on a minute. It's not the AJ to my green, the Tyler to my Boyd, and the Amazing to my victory, or the Kiplings to my cakes. It's it's not. What's going on? Who are you? You're not an imposter. Who are you? I am not an imposter. I am, I'm Simon Hunter. I'm, I'm the uh, the AJ McCarron to Nathan's <laughs> Andy Dalton. Uh, well, we did try to trade you once, but the uh, Cleveland Browns didn't sort out their fax machine in time, Simon. Best decision they've ever made. Yeah. <laughs> well, welcome in. Uh, as as any, uh, regular listeners uh, are probably aware, uh, Nathan, our very own Nathan Palmer, is now in Los Angeles preparing for his wedding to the lovely Rosie. Yes, Nathan does have a, 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 <laughs> not only a girlfriend but a fiance and is soon to be a wife. So, um, solid geezer. Uh, solid geezer. That's uh, Nathan, not Rosie. And um, <laughs> we we're going to be actually talking to Nathan a bit, a little bit later for a. Ch- I think he's on Venice Beach at the moment. Wow, flexing. Yeah, dousing his pale white Cockney body in Factor Nine Hundred. Oiled up. Oiled up, lubed up, well, no, uh, oiled up. Rosie, so, actually, not no. speak about that, by the way. I know, yeah, I know. Anyway. But yeah, so Simon has very uh, generously uh, agreed to sit in this week and next week. So thank you for being here, Simon. Thank you. you picked a good week to come in, haven't wow. you? Wow, yeah. I said to you just before we, we got on air, I, I think it's our best ever win. Best uh, ever? In in our lifetime, it's kind of like you know we've been friends for maybe four or five years, six yes. years, and yes, exactly. it's it, it reminded me of the the, the, the the Seattle game in 2015. Yeah, it reminded me of the it, it reminded me of a few games, but that's the one where I felt like away from home. It was different. It was yeah. very much like this is a not a statement, but it, it it showed that we are further ahead than we we were for a while. So. I agree. I think, I, but I think it was a statement though, wasn't it? It's like that. Yeah. I mean, I, I full disclosure, I wasn't able to watch the game live last night. I was out and about, um, and obviously relying on the Twitter and uh, various kind yeah. of American sports apps. To get, and I, I had to turn my phone off at some stage because I was at some gig or whatever. And um, I came out fully. I think I turned it off, and it was still toe to toes. Obviously, mm. a shootout. And I was fully expecting us to come out on the wrong side of it because more often than not we do, yeah, right? That's right. Um, I I I went a bit nuts in the foyer of this this place. I could not believe it. What I had to sort of tweet someone and say, "This is right. We have one, right? Thirty-seven. 30, we have one. Yeah. We have one." It was it was a madhouse win. Seven it? seconds to go, and and he, and he finds AJ in the back back of the end zone, and you know a bit of adversity lasted the first few weeks because. Joe Mixon didn't play yesterday, and he's been fantastic for us in the games he's played. Tyler yeah. Eifert, obviously, um, oh, yeah, it kills We'll me. get onto that in a little yeah. bit. Um, 
But for us to kind of stay the course, I mean, Matt Ryan was fantastic yesterday. And yeah. we um, and we did really well to, to combat that and um, make plays at the right time. The Carl Lawson sack in the fourth quarter was huge yeah, for yeah, us. Yeah. Uh, Gino was really great times. And we've done, this, we've done this without our defensive leader. He's back next yeah. week. And it's really exciting that we've played well, but not like phenomenal. And we're three and one. And we're looking like probably one of the best teams in the AFC, which is crazy. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. Who would you rank above us in the AFC at the moment? I mean, I think, you know, Chiefs, obviously. Yeah. Um, you know, the Ravens are clicking a little bit. We beat them. But we beat them. And handily, in a way. The Patriots, you you, you feel like they'll they, come again. Yeah, they'll come they? again. The Chiefs, for sure. We have them in two weeks' time. Am I right? Three weeks' time? Three weeks' time. Yeah. What have we got? We've got the Dolphins, Steelers, and then... And the Chiefs. And we've got to stick some coffin nails into the, into the, yeah. into the old... Uh, the old it, I think hunt, I think it's weird. I think we we've done so well so far, but until I think until we beat the Steelers, I don't think like people feel like we're we're there to be like um, call the best the class of the AFC. But yeah, we just Bill Laser. Yeah, well let, let, let's get on to some deep chat. Let, let's uh, I want to play you this. This is from Dan Horde. Obviously, everyone knows Dan Horde as the Bengals uh, radio broadcast announcer, and our old big man chum Dave Lapham is his summarizer. Um, listen, have a listen to this. And if you don't go nuts to this, then there's something serious wrong. So, seriously, see, I can't even talk. I'm yeah. so excited. You are really amped up right now. I'm I am. It. Yeah. I'm loving it. Here we go. Listen to this. The game comes down to this fourth down play from the 35 yard line of the Falcons. Shotgun snap. Dalton throws over the middle. Nice. Boyd with the catch. Nice. And he's got the first down as he boxed out True Font and made the catch at the 24. The clock runs with 109 to go. Time and time again, Andy Dalton has gone to Tyler Boyd. The chemistry between these two is growing. 22 seconds to go. Fourth down and six. Atlanta leading 36 to 31. Boyd and Erickson go out to the right. Uzama and Green go out to the left. Dalton in the shotgun with Walton to his right. Dalton looking to throw his pass. Nice. Caught by Boyd. Nice. And he has the first down <laughs> at the 12-yard line. And the Bengals use their final timeout with 14 seconds to go after an 8-yard connection on 4th and 6 to Tyler Boyd. Erickson out. Josh Malone in. Malone and Boyd go out to the left. A.J. Green out to the right from the 13-yard line. 12 seconds to go. Dalton back to throw. Boom! Pass. Boom! Blocked yeah! by A.J. Green. Yeah! Touchdown! Woo! Bengals! Big! And the Bengals win it. Wow. 37-36 as Andy Dalton's 13-yard touchdown pass to A.J. Green with seven seconds to go gives the Bengals a dramatic road victory. How about Andy and A.J.? 2011, they rebooted this franchise and they continue to make remarkable plays. But I'll tell you, A.J. Green, huge. Tyler Boyd, again and again, when needed, third down, fourth down, any down, Tyler Boyd became the man. Well, how about that? I mean, that was, oh, oh gets yeah. their blood pumping again, doesn't oh, it? Yeah. Because like, people like have not looked <clears throat> upon us fondly in the last couple of years, and rightfully so, obviously, but, I mean, Dolan, this is his best season so far. Right, I think I don't think I've seen him look as assured and chilled out and kind of. He's not doing as many dumb things. I mean, I remember in 2015 he was still doing a fair amount of dumb things, like passes, like chucking it up to AJ, and 
you're thinking, what? Where's that going? What's he yeah, doing? Definitely. But this year, he looks like, dare I say it, he looks like a really good, proper quarterback. Yeah. Really composed, really sharp, really, uh, as we said in past podcasts, uh, darting those ba- the balls in there. You know, amazing stuff. Diamond so, Dalton. Diamond Dalton, yeah, absolutely. The rifle strikes again. Yeah, absolutely. He's, um, yeah, during second in TD, uh, TD's throne, obviously. Mahomes is on his own planet at the moment, but... He can't keep that going, can he? No, no, no player can, right? Sure not. But, I mean, yeah, but I, I think the thing is, is that the, the diversity of the offence looks really impressive. Like, even yeah. last week, you know, we were really... Everyone's disappointed, but we weren't like deflated because we played really well, yeah. and we, we we had chances to win that game. And, and those four picks, I, I just feel like two or two of them were probably flukes. But he's played in control of the offense. It's a new offense, and he's clearly just a smart guy. He gets the ball to the right people. Uh, Tyler Boyd's helped AJ big time. Yeah, yeah. Um, Geo stepped in for Joe Mixon. Like everyone's kind of stepped up. Like even like a Mark Walton. Like yesterday, yeah, was like yeah, made yeah. some really big great, plays and like. One of the drives that he kept going with a great uh, ca- uh, pass catch. You're like, everyone's kind of like stepping up to the play, and it's really inspiring because it's like we weren't like that last year. It was really bad, and, and yeah. Um, yeah, everything seems to be clicking. The scheme's right. The offensive line is better. Not brilliant, but better. Yeah. Um, uh, there were some. Th- what I think what we're going to do, Sai, is um, we. Not surprisingly, we've had a lot of correspondence yeah. on social media. So I want to, I've just sort of cherry picked some of the ones um, that seem to make sense. And maybe we can use them for a bit of a kind of launch pad as discussion. How about that? Sounds so good. let's start with Stephen McNish at McNish86. Solid uh, handle. Uh, there we go. That's the first solid <laughs> handle. The, the post Palmer solid <laughs> handle. Um, that was the most I've enjoyed a win the last few seasons, that final drive was amazing. And it was, right? Two yeah. fourth downs. Just incredible. And, yeah, and they were really smart conversions as well. They weren't, like, lucky and we got a bit... You know, there was a bit of... We had a, we had a call that we went our way um, and Dalton got away with the pick. But really just good, solid plays. It wasn't like trying to force it to AJ. It wasn't trying to force it to somebody else. It was like, the guy's open, I'm going to pick yeah, him off. And absolutely. It was just really, that, that's to me, that is the next level of Dalton that hopefully continues for the rest of the season. Yeah, absolutely. Nick Parker, Kent Care at Kent Care. Nick, hello again, Nick. Decent handle. Great that. performance. Satisfaction of winning in the last minute. Happy marriage, Palmer. Strong handle to your new wife as she <laughs> changes her name. Well, that's I don't know whether Rosie is going to change over to, uh, to Rosie Palmer. I'm not sure. Uh, she might keep her, her maiden name. Um, we'll soon see. Eric Thomas at E Philly T. Uh, poor handle up for me. That's poor. All right, steady. Yeah, sorry, yeah, I'm getting too ahead of myself. Yeah, he's sorry. coming here, Simon, sorry, and have a go at the handles. Come on now, the handles. Um, <laughs> Uh, Eric Thomas, uh, that, I doubt if that's the Eric Thomas, our former yeah. Pro Bowl cornerback. But uh, if you, if it is, great. If it's not, even you know that's cool too. Um, three and one, and the only loss came on the road with that perfect Mixon and AJ Green for three quarters. Two turnovers cost us fourteen points, and we only ended up, ended up losing by ten. There seems to be a resiliency, mm. or uh, in England we say resilience, in this group that's been. Absent in years past, it's hard. It's hard not to be excited, and I think it's very true. It is hard. Yeah, I mean, just not, <laughs> not to be way. excited. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, just massively. finish that sentence. Um, <clears throat> um, but no, in all seriousness, I think the resiliency. Every game we've won, we've made a play when it's when it's mattered, and so that's me. Well, I, d- I don't know if you listened to the episode uh, when Always. Chris Westling was on a few weeks ah, yeah, back, yeah. and he said he suggested that the 
the way that the Bengals will get back to their 2015 form is to win the close games, which we didn't do last year. But this year, I mean, mean, look at the games that we've been involved in, like you're saying. They've been a play at the death or near, you know, halfway through the fourth quarter, you know, an interception, a sack, a strip sack, run pick six or whatever, you know. It's been been great. It's It's been cardiac cats again, again, hasn't it? That was was one of our favourite areas because we were like this this young bunch of ragtag you know, rookies and all yeah, this yeah, year yeah. two guys, and yeah, oh god, think about that. I feel really sick thinking about those the, the Max Zimmer era when um, oh yeah, there's a game at Baltimore we won in like, the last second, and that was with Palmer. He was like, oh my yeah. gosh, now it feels like we are there when we need to be. There. Even like last week when we when we lost, um, Hubbard had two really close plays where he could have had a, a sack and also the the black punt, and you're like, that's those little things. But most times, three out of four games now, we've made those plays and it mattered, and it's been been great to watch like it oh it's just it's just fun again man. yeah it's fun again isn't yeah. it absolutely tim knowles at timmy timmy k nostrils um hello tim who he's uh been a a co-presenter on this show once upon a time and he'll be back no doubt at some stage in the future atlanta ravens wins real plus clutch characters stepping up dalton bossing a game winning drive away um, Boyd swiftly becoming our new Marvin Jones, gutted for Eifert, three and one beyond expectation. Room to improve, a minus. I think uh, Tim was kind of grading the first quarter of our season. So to come out of it three and one is, I mean, oh. Bianco Verde at Bianco Verde, um, incredible stuff so far. Three and one. I'd have taken that all day long at this point. Given where we are last season, this is a dream start, no question. Stronger pocket is giving AD the room to work. And look at the results. Still work to do, but I'm happy so far. 100%, right? It's an incredible... I mean, I I did tip them to go 3-1, I have to say. Same results? No, I tipped us to beat Carolina and lose in Atlanta. But I tipped us to win... But you know, you just never knew, no, really. No, not really. But I, I'm with you because I, I, you look at the, the the players. I think um, Atlanta, obviously, they, they lost uh, Deion Jones, Keanu Neal, really yeah, yeah, massive yeah. parts uh, yeah. of their team, and, and they were great yesterday, yesterday. By the way, I mean Matt Ryan. I think it's the first time in 40 games that someone's had a third down conversion of 75 percent, no turnovers, and has lost. Yeah, it's which crazy, is insane. Isn't it? Which is like insane, and um, which is which is actually testament to the Bengals' effort in that on to, to staying toe to toe with them. Yeah, I mean, we almost did it with Carolina, but we just kind of ran out of steam a little bit, and they were just confusing the heck out of us. Oh, they, we just couldn't, would not play the, the run pass option. No, and um, and you know, Atlanta provided a completely different challenge, but perhaps one that's a bit more familiar to yeah, us. Absolutely, think, it know. felt very AFC North New Era, where it's like yeah. big. QB three ball, but doesn't move that well. Yeah, uh, lots of weapons. I mean, they've got they're loaded in some oh. ways. Um, Which again, I think is like this makes this victory even more special. Yeah, and I think people were saying, you know, some of the guys coming out of the locker room, some of the players were saying that this feels different. This almost felt like a playoff victory because yeah, big time. it was a slugfest. It was it was toe to toe. Forget defense. It was like you know. Ridley touchdown, Geo touchdown, you know, John yeah. Ross touchdown. It was like ish bosh bang. How, how many times have you ever thought that we're like not ahead of the curve, but with the curve, like as in the Marvin Lewis era? At the moment, it's a lot of track meet games. Like it's like you, know, you score, we score, you score, we score. And 
I don't feel like, you know, years gone by, we, we were happy to win like a 21-18. Yeah. Now we can win 30-something, 30-something, and, and then we've done that three times, right? So, yeah, I mean, you look at the average. I mean, yeah. we our average point score in this year is like 31.5 points a game. And you compare that to last year where we couldn't even, I don't know, we, well, couldn't, even, last. we couldn't cross the halfway line yeah. hardly. Um, it's it's it was, crazy, and I, I think it's down to laser. I really do. He's, he, he's been, and he's, you know, and a few other sort of components. But I absolutely. think the scheme obviously suits them down to the ground. Dalton is extremely comfortable in that scheme, and um, and we've got somebody here. Are we going to pause? You carry on talking. I'm going to carry on talking. Um, yeah, the scheme looks really strong. I think, from my perspective, the the thing that sets us apart at the moment is we've got. Players at every role. So you look at uh, obviously AJ Green's AJ Green. Even that Joe Mixon for a couple of weeks, you know, Geo stepped up, John Ross, Tyler Boyd's been a phenomenon. I'm back. And he's back. And um for me, you know, it's it's just been like we've got a player for every occasion. Yes. Whether it be um we you know, you need a big player or you need a small play. Everyone's kind of like stepped up a little bit. And Andy yeah. looks so like to your point earlier, looks calm and in, mm. you know, with it and it's and that's a really strong thing for us to I mean no, no I mean no no greater example than that final drive. Two fourth downs. Two fourth downs. Unbelievable. I mean Yeah. yeah. Unbelievable. But of course there was a bit of sad news. Um um Chris at uh Yatesman. Uh, what to say about Tyler Eifert? Guy's a beast. Loved him since the Bengals drafted him. Was a dream watching him go over 100 yards at Wembley. Hope he can come back and the Bengals give him another prove-it contract if he's IR'd. Big love from a UK Bengals fan. Memphis Soul Stewart, Stewart Baird, 688. Gutted about Eifert. It looked like he was devastated. Prior to this, he seemed to be used as an impact player and looked like he was getting back to his best. I hope we see him next year, as this could have happened to anyone. Yeah. Uh, Duncan Yeadon at Slam Dunk the Funk. Uh, Dastley Duncan? Uh, no. No, he's been a bit quiet dastardly, oh, okay. actually. Sorry. Um, this is, this is uh, well, another frequent uh, corresponder, Duncan Yeadon. Um, delighted with the 3-1 start. Injuries are concerning uh, me at the moment. But prayers to Tyler Eifert. Two big home games now versus Miami and the Squealers could put us in a great position and set the season up nicely. Defence needs to pick up, but the return of 55 should help. Ooh, yeah. Now, spoiler alert, let's leave. We're going to um, talk about the defence in the second half. Um, so not a spoiler. Well, yeah. You know, <laughs> sorry, yeah, I've got my words. I'm joking, I'm joking. Um, yeah, Eifert, man. It's a killer um, because, I mean, yeah, the touchdown yesterday showed how much, how important he was to us in the red zone. Yeah. And he has got, uh, he got more involved as the game went on. And it just, it was just such an unfortunate injury. It was not. It was a horrid injury. It was horrible. And he just seemed to be the guy that's on the wrong end of those sorts of things. And um, the, the thing that, that's most uh, telling about uh, about Eifert is how much the people think about him. I'm actually getting quite upset thinking about yeah, how yeah, lucky yeah. he is. And, um you know, Gio to Andy to all the other guys in the team, they were clearly like upset by it in the end and, and they wanted to do it well for him in the end. And obviously, hopefully, that played a small part. But like the guy was like sort of Kelsey level, like, yeah, that's like one of the, the sort of best. I think with Eifert, you know, I, I think Kelsey has the edge on him, and obviously, Gronk does, um, with the yards after the catch. But Eifert, it just has this uncanny knack of 
just finding space. Yeah. You know, he's brilliant. And, he, you know, he's, his hands are amazing. His hands well. are amazing. Great, oh. you know, as I say, great separation yeah. as well all the time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's just, it's just But it's hard. such a shame yeah. on a human level, isn't it? Not yeah. forget football, but just a, a, a real shame on a human level. The geezer, geezer. as as our (laughs) departed co-host would say, (laughs) would uh, you know he? It's it's also um, he he turned out a contract with the Rams and and like if if you think about like this time six months ago, yeah he did, yeah, so yeah he did, yeah, so he was between us and the Bengals, right? Uh, I'm sorry, and um, to think of where they were going after last season and where we were after last season, yeah. For him to like show that he's like I'm loyal, I owe this team an opportunity, and if it mm. to not work out the way it was, was really tough because it was like he, he clearly loves playing for the Bengals, and like as a as a fan, you're always attracted to people who genuinely want to be there. And yeah, it was, of course, and it was yeah. like, and, and he was clearly wanting to do well for us. Like we, yeah, yeah, yeah. we had stuck by him, and yeah, you know, I just hope he comes back. I'm sure he will come back. It's quite early in, in the year that hopefully this time next year he's 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 recovered from his broken ankle and there's no reason why he shouldn't though, isn't he? He's had but trouble is you know he's had everything he's had ankle problems before. I wonder if it yeah. was the same one or I think it was more an impact on the the one we broke his his, his ankle. I think it was, it was non contact. It, it was kind of contact. Yeah, well, this was completely. This is very much contact. Yeah, and um, it, yeah, it, it was such a powerful injury. You were like, oh my god, that looks like major wins, didn't it? Well, there we go on that bombshell. Um, let's uh, bring in our special guest this week. This sounds a bit weird, but all the way from Los Angeles. Yes, it's Nathan Palmer, ladies and gentlemen. Nathan, are you there? I am there, Paul. It feels a bit weird to be on the uh, the other end of these phone calls, but um, I am there indeed and in fine spirits. Now, a lovely tan. You know, life's treating me well. Oh, look at you. We were speculating earlier that you were on Venice Beach oiling up getting your cockney body out and strutting <laughs> up and down the beach there, doing a, doing a few sort of sit-ups and pull-ups and muscle business there. How how close to the truth was that? Or is that? It's pretty far off. I've just been in, I've just been in <laughs> TK Maxx buying um, some uh, Prosecco glasses. It's not quite glamorous, to be honest. <laughs> oh, mate. Um... Oh man! So, How are you boys doing? Yeah, we're good. We're we're buzzing after last night. Uh, use your phrase. How? Tell oh, us, mate. tell us where you watched it and what your experience was last night. So we watched it at a sports bar. It's weird in LA because it's 10, 8, uh, 10 in the morning. So you're literally like up early doors. Drove down to Burbank to a place called Barney's Beanery. Um, watched it on there. I reckon there's 200 screens in that place. I mean, it's absolutely <laughs> mental. And you have a little screen at your table. So we put it onto the Bengals game. And yo, at the end, I nearly got thrown out. I mean, I was literally going berserk. When he threw that to green at the end, absolutely incredible, mate. One of the best games, Bengals games you've ever seen? <sighs> Not one of the best I've ever seen, I don't think, because the implications aren't as big. Do you know what I mean? To yeah. go three and one is a very good win. But I don't think I can put it you know, in the top five, but certainly one of the best. Now, you tweeted yesterday, Nathan, <laughs> Andy Dalton, the ball's on the geezer. Never seen anything like it. Anyone who knocks <laughs> it needs to have a word. Absolutely beautiful. Absolutely melting down here. <laughs> so I want you to talk about Andy Dalton's balls. Mate, pretty much sums me up. Yeah, if ever a tweet Talked was going to... Gonna... Dalton's balls yesterday... 
the geezers marched us down the field, right? Marched us down the field. Convert. This is what everyone forgets about that drive. Converted two false downs. Like the geezers just like away from home, noise in his ear in the dome. He's just finished it off. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely incredible. I mean, you've got to take your hat off to him. Yeah, big time. Now, um, who do you think our sort of MVPs yesterday were? Because I thought Tyler Boy was phenomenal yesterday and he's he stepped up big time, hasn't he? Uh, Dalton's got to be the MVP yesterday, oh, mate. He was on. fantastic. I mean, throughout, I mean, I, I think it says a lot. Atlanta's secondary is shocking. I mean, their defence really didn't do a lot all game, but. Fair play to Dalton. I mean, he's carving them up at the line. Like, really, really impressive. Really impressive. Um, who else? Who else impressed you then? Um, I, I was a little bit. I mean, Drake Kirkpatrick. Like, if we're going to talk about who disappointed me, to get, get a bit of negativity in there, Drake Kirkpatrick and um, Bobby Hart are just not up to scratch today. I mean, they're, they're still like, to me. They're just not where they need to be. And it, it seems like game after game, it's just a recurring theme. Uh, I'd like to see them to step up a bit more. Um, I thought Giovanni Bernard was brilliant. Yeah. I thought he was brilliant. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, you know, the couple of that, that run for the touchdown where he just lured Robert Alford in and then just burst it outside. That was brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, and Tyler Boyd. I mean, that geezer's having a massive season. Do you know what I mean? He, look, he looks like he's like, sort of like Dalton need, has needed for a while. That Hushman's art is sort of rolling the slot. Never necessarily going to be a deep threat, but always in the slot, you know, on, like creating those mismatches on fourth down. Like, absolutely brilliant. Um, absolutely. I mean, that. I mean, it was it was just like a crazy game, wasn't it? I mean, you you. I can, I've watched a game with you a few times, Nathan. I can only imagine what you were going nuts. I mean, you're you must have been how I can't even talk. I'm just imagining you <laughs> going absolutely nuts in that sports bar yesterday. Oh, mate, literally, I, I, I mean, the, throughout most of the game, I was fairly composed. We'd been out drinking the night before, so I was quite hungover, and I was a bit sort of like, you know, like coming into my own. But by the end of it, I was out my seat, like, shouting. Like, when they scored, when they scored, I literally, I was going mental, swearing, like, shouting. Like, there's families around. <laughs> you, weren't really, you know what I mean? It was, <laughs> it was inappropriate, but it was such a good win. Like, you know what I mean? Like, to march down the field like that on them converting those fourth downs and then literally how long was there left? About 10 seconds? Like, realistically, two, maybe three plays. Absolute dime in the back of the end. I was going mad, shouting, jumping up and down, banging my chest. Like, oh, unbelievable. Mate, so, um, the future Mrs. Palmer, Rosie, how was she yesterday? Was she okay in the, in the sort of the, the health of scales game? <laughs> Yeah, she's good, man. I mean, she she's a big, uh, quite a big Bengals fan herself, so she was loving it at the end. But straight after that, we had to go and meet the wedding planner and go through the <laughs> wedding stuff, and I just felt all over the gas. You know what I mean? Yeah, I can imagine. So. Can imagine. Can imagine. <laughs> um, I, I, I guess from your perspective, like where do you, where do you see the, the season played out from here? Because you know, three and one at the quarter stage is, is obviously a huge place for us to be. We've got a, next three games are bloody tough, aren't they? You've got. Miami. Miami, Pittsburgh, and then Kansas City. It's going to be a tough few, few weeks, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. I mean, the thing is, the important thing is, is we've won, played three games on the road. We've won a divisional game, and the AFC North's looking a bit ropey. I mean, you think Pittsburgh lost again last night, Cleveland lost. So we've got a nice little position. I just think the key game for me is we need to beat Miami at home. Yeah. That, they, I don't think they're a particularly good team. I know they got off to a good start, but they got absolutely throttled yesterday. So I think if we can get a win against them at home, and we're quite big favourites in that game, then just try and split the Pittsburgh-Kansas City games. If we can go through the next three games, two and one, 
get ourselves up to sort of, you know, a cheeky five and two, we'd be in a right position. Yeah, 100%. I think that's the key, isn't it? I mean, the Miami game is crucial because everyone's going to be on a complete high. Everyone's kind of be by. Everyone's on the Bengals train at the moment, not the Mixon train, but the Bengals train <laughs> as a whole. Um, that's it, mate. And it's like it. now we're expected to beat teams that, you know, at home or whatever. And I think the Miami aren't a bad team, but I think that could be a potential banana skin, if you like. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I completely agree with you. And that, that's the sort of game that we can't afford to slip up in. I mean, you've got to think, we could have beaten Carolina. I mean, we were good enough in that game to win it. I mean, we just didn't have the execution. But if we can go in there and turn Miami over, all of a sudden it starts looking like a really like strong team. But I still worry a bit about the defence. I think they're leaking more yards than they should. Um, and I said, you know what, it's, a, it's an absolutely shocking loss to lose Eifert. I just thought having those three tight ends sort of in rotation and having his receiving ability is so, so important. And, you know, there's nothing, you can, you can tell you about the geezer being injury prone, but someone does that on your ankle, I mean, that's a horrific injury. Do you know what I mean? Actually, actually horrendous. Yeah, we, we were chatting earlier about how, how tough that was for us as a team. Um, I think the, the thing next week is about defence. You made a great point, but getting Vontes back, hopefully that makes us a, a better defence and a bit more physical because we have been poor uh, at times in, on defence. And yesterday they were great on third down, Obviously, Matt Ryan, no interceptions. He, he played really well, and we did well to sort of sort of stay in there. I'm not sure we can we can actually you know have these shootouts all the time. Expect to, to you know go go well the season. To your point about Dre, even William Jackson yeah. yesterday wasn't great, was he? And so hopefully we can get a bit a bit better on the old defense side. Uh, get Joe Mixon back, have a bit more control up front. Um, I'm with you on Bobby Hart. I think he's not. He yeah, he's, he's, it's a bad place for us to be, but. I think we've got enough to get into the playoffs and then maybe win a game and, and see how we go from there, really. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, we need Burfitt to come back in game shape as well. I think yeah. last season, you know, when he came back, he sort of took him a couple of games to get a motor going. But we, if he can come back in good shape, um, you know, and give us a bit of an edge, even just from a play-calling standpoint, if he can do that, do you know what I mean? Get people in the right place, yeah. diagnose what he thinks the offence is doing. He might be quite valuable to us from like an intelligence standpoint, let alone, you know, what he brings. So, yeah, I'm buzzing for that. Um, so, just leaving football aside, Nathan, what's what's this week holding for you? What have you got planned? Lots of planning, lots of dress rehearsals, lots of... Have you had yeah, your stag I mean, do got, yet? Have you been got, to Vegas yet? No, that's tomorrow. We're going to Vegas tomorrow on Wednesday. Then we're going off to the wedding <laughs> venue Thursday, Friday, staying in the area, and then the wedding itself Saturday. So it's just crazy having all my friends out here in Los Angeles. You know what I mean? It's uh, Yeah, it's a really good thing. We're going to the beach this afternoon to throw the ball around. So we might have a little sort of three-on-three American football game, see how that turns out. You know, I have to dust my uh, Bengals jersey off for it. Absolutely. We want to see photographs uh, later. Maybe some videos as well, Nathan. <laughs> um, oh, mate, I'm not, Paul, I'm not sending you any more photos and videos, mate. I know how this goes. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> the last photograph that you sent me was one of Bruce Arians yesterday saying that I look like Bruce Arians. Mate, so, uh, <laughs> I li- he looks, you look... So, if you're in about 10 years' time, mate, that's you in 10 years' time. If you got that flat cap, mate, and did your, you did your little beard, that'd be it. Believe it or not, I do have a flat cap somewhere, so I might surprise you next time you come into the sewing room, mate. <laughs> Um, okay, well, I like that. One more question, Nathan, for you. On a scale of one to ten, how good is your life right now? 
My Wi-Fi. Yeah, his li- your life. <laughs> life, sorry. My life. Yeah, your life. Yeah. Um, mate, it's buzzing. I, you know, your cloud nine. The Bengals won yesterday. Palmer won yesterday. You know, you're getting married. Good, good, good solid eight or nine, I'd say. Good solid eight, eight, eight or nine. He's get, getting married this week, which is still a solid eight or nine. Fair play. Well, mate. Uh, until the next time uh, go well in Vegas don't be too naughty um, and I will talk to you soon Nate all the best mate yeah good stuff nice speaking to you boys yeah take it easy buddy cheers Simon thanks mate nice mate bye bye and we're back in the room how about that that was Nathan Palmer all the way from Los Angeles living his best life I would say Um, off to Vegas tomorrow I might not see him again you, I, might, well, you yeah. might be in here full time, Simon. I, I, yeah, I, I think he could sell himself to another podcast. Sell himself in a non-sexual way. Well, yeah, exactly. Sorry, sorry callers. Uh, yeah, listeners. Uh, well, yeah, we are back in the room. Nathan made some very good points, which is unusual for him, I have to say. <laughs> but um, he did. But let's get back to our Twitter correspondents, uh, Mark Robertson at Robo Macca. That's a good one. Yeah, solid hand all that. Um, our line has been good so far. Interesting. Uh, okay. Offense has been very good. Dalton good. Run <laughs> game has improved massively. D has been poor so far, particularly against the run. Rob Hill at uh, at three zero zero three. Rob. That's a poor handle up for me. All right, just take it easy, son. Am I, am I too, too much for these harsh people? For these people. Um, <laughs> offensively, <laughs> we are playing very well, and Dalton is in the groove. But the defence are making us score 30 points plus to win, which is not a long-term recipe for success. Mm. It's been great to watch, but we need to have, but we need to tighten up. Let's have perfect has an impact. And I want another couple of um, Dean, Dean Owen Jones. That word Sherbert says uh, it's coming solid, together. Solid handle, very solid handle from Dean. It's coming together. Gutted for Ifa. O line still has issues, but Andy had a pocket for most of the first half. D improving, but tackling. Bad. Bad. Happy for Ross. Uh, Ocho and Hoosh spoke to him and his teammates are clearly rooting for him. Best thing, the spark. Gives me hope. Absolutely. Right, let's hashtag try... who day, by the way. Hashtag who day. Um, let's, uh, let's unpack that a little bit. Yeah. The offensive line to begin with because, um, you know... It's, yeah, it's, 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 it's been okay, right? It's been better. Yeah. And I think I think was it Dean who just said that? Um, yeah, it gives him just about enough of a pocket. And, and Dalton has always been a guy who's not needed that much time. He's a very fast releaser. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so if he's got a bit of time and he can dissect a little bit, that's why Tyler Boy has been good, by the way, because he has enough time to get him the ball. Yeah, plays can open up the the, the Ross touchdown yesterday was a great example. Yeah. where a bit of a bomb over the top. AJ had some nice plays as well. It was a, it was a great third down and seven where he got um, he got a chance to catch it over the top there. Um, if he's got a bit of time, Andy Dalton, that's all he needs. And for me, that's that that's where we will be strong. I think. I mean, I agree, and I think um, the line, whether you hate them or love them or somewhere in between, they are inarguably giving him more time than they were last year. It is better. And they're opening a few running lanes, mostly yeah. on the left-hand side, let's yeah. face it. Yeah. But they are allowing Gio or Mixon or even Mark Walton, who showed a bit yesterday, yeah. to actually get some proper yardage on first down, which, is again, just was not happening last year, no, was it? Absolutely not. Um, 
But Bobby Hart, always liable to give away a stupid penalty in the red zone. Alex Redmond giving up pressures like it's like he's Santa at Christmas. What's what's going on there? I mean, a few of our uh, correspondents have suggested that bring back said, bring back Jake Fisher. Yeah. I don't know about that. I, I, I'm with you. I'm not sure about that. I, th- I, I think Frank Pollock's preference for guys who are aggressive is making those two play more than they maybe should in terms of the talent yeah. basis, which I think is fair mm. because you have to have an identity as a team. You can't be yeah. one side's decent, the other side's erratic. They're, they're, they're all aggressive people. Like Bobby Hart, it's weird. I think about Bobby Hart. Every time I see him when we score a touchdown... He's always there. Like he's always in the mix going, yeah, boys, yeah, fantastic. Yeah. There's a lot to be said about that in a team sport where, you know, he might you might be flawed. Like, no team is perfect. No team no. is like all this, you know, the 49s of the 90s or whatever. Yeah. So I feel like he and Redmond have got this attitude and this kind of respect. Team pla- and it, the uh, team Bobby players, Hart had yeah. a bit of a knock on him coming out of the Giants for not being a team guy. But this series seems like properly committed, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, big time. I mean, I'm not sure what happened there. The fact that he lost to Eric Flowers in the end of the yeah. season, for me, speaks volumes about the, the Giants more than it does about us. Yeah. Redmond's clearly a nasty guy. And then the rest of the line, is, it's been really strong. You know what I mean? Obviously, Clint's Clint. And I, again, I take my hat off to Trey Hopkins for filling in at centre. Oh, He's done a brilliant job, He's I think. He's been great, yeah. And like when, you got, when, he, when he made the cut, obviously, he was probably always going to make the cut. Being a centre backup was, was great. We, we had yeah, him, yeah. Oh, and TJ Johnson for years. Mm-hmm. We were not good enough. So I think to answer the question, I don't think they should bring back Sed. I, I, I think, you know, the line is all about synchronicity, isn't it? It's about Good. gelling. And it's like, you know, what they say about a good back four in, fo- in, in, in football. You know, it's like if you chop and change all the time, no, you lose that yeah. kind of, you know, that kind of second sense where everyone's going to be. Now, Bobby Hart isn't the greatest player in the world. And yes, he's going to produce even more. Uh, infuriating plays between now yeah. and the end of the season, um, but I'm not saying he's the. Well, I think he's probably just about the best we've got, and that's the kind yeah. of Men- way mental- we're going to have to go. Mentality-wise, I, I, I think you you want. I, I wanted Fisher and Abway to be better than they were. Yes, of course, you, absolutely. But, but you, they didn't put it together in, in between their no. their ears, and so like. Bobby Hart clearly is a bit more like that. I'm not trying to defend his, the pressures he gives up or the yeah. penalties he gives away. Of course not. But I feel like better about him in terms of the, the mindset game, which is yeah. football is between the ears. Like, no? So. Absolutely. Um, well, this that argument could be applied to the secondary. Um, a few people have said the run defence is bad, but they, they've only been really bad against Carolina where they didn't know whether they were or quite frankly. And... Um, so true. No, and it's but they've been oh, they haven't been amazing. I mean, I'm not going to defend them. They could be better. Yeah. But what the, the surprising thing to me is the secondary. William Jackson, as you mentioned in the chat to Nathan, there he's been beaten on a couple of quick slants, especially in the red zone. Yeah. Uh, Drake Kirkpatrick got sold an absolute beaut. Calvin Ridley on one of his touchdowns double moved him like a. But it's like, well, I mean, hats off to Ridley, really. That was an incredible move. But it just, and I think there's something schematically, they're not quite there. There's a something in with the zone scheme Agreed. there. Agreed, yeah. Where, I mean, you look at that play against Indianapolis, I think it was against, Car- was it against Carolina? Yeah, I think it was, where 
again, players are looking around each other, going, you know, blown assignments, looking, thinking, well, you were supposed to pick that guy up. No, 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 you were. You know, so there seems to be a little bit of. Um, they're Working not quite out. there yeah, yet. They're not out. quite there yet with this, the Terrellosian yeah. scheme. That's that's my defence of those guys. I think it's fair as well. I think Marvin came out after last week's game talking about Dre in particular about how he needs to figure a few things out. Uh, I mean, to your point about Calvin Ridley, I mean, the guy's a rookie, but he's a 24-year-old. You can just get open and and then you had, you had one of the he best. He looks great, doesn't he? He looks good. Really? And then you got the Julio Jones, who isn't bad, by the way. Like, you know <laughs> that. So, like, well, um, this is the thing. I think fans expect... Every play to be brilliant, and you know, it, you know, you've got to accept that there's some really good players out there, some really good coaches, yeah. and they're going to get open. Whether it's because of their physicality and their speed or strength or or mental awareness, or it's going to be because coaches are going to put them in the yeah. right place. One of my, my favorite ever phrases, and it's, it's a cop out, but is the, <laughs> the other team get paid as well? Yeah. So it's like, yeah, 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 you, right, you, right. you can't have it. You can't have it. You can't have it all. So like, you've got to have some give and take. Like yesterday was a perfect example where. We won by one point, so we had a bit more take than they did. You know what I mean, yeah. so like it, it, you have to understand that stopping Hero Jones is not an easy game. No, and um, but that's not to to say that they need to. They should be better, to, yeah, yeah. Should be yeah, better because they. Re- I mean, we thought the the, the secondary and especially William Jackson was going to be the, the real strength yeah. this year. You know, and I'm not going to say they played poorly but it was a i mean because they played a very good team yesterday and a very good passing attack yes but i think they do need to yeah and, and you better. wonder so we talk about the nfl it's a team game and, and you wonder when yeah. when Vonti comes back how much that will have and a knock on effect with all areas of the defense you know what i mean where he's everyone's you said earlier lining up knowing where they're going and yeah. just being really clear about 100 percent. yeah absolutely right let's move on um well, we've got Brian N. Gary at Brian N. Gary. Simple to the point. I, I like it. Like, I like it. it. No, mus- no mucking about from no. Brian there on his handle. Uh, had my lucky Ken Anderson helmet. Uh, I hope you rubbed it vigorously, um, Brian. Uh, lots of ways to hurt teams. Uh, need to tackle much better. O-line will get jail when we get price back. Good point. Yeah, you know? Although good. Hopkins has been pretty good. Uh, excited to be home. However, yes, anyway, whatever. Um, now let's get on to the real... Um, there's a few tweets about the defence. Aurelius FC at Aurelius 13. For us to Decent be 3 angle. and 1 with 3 and 4 on the road is nice. Next 6 of 8 at home with Tez coming back. Let's go. Martin Greer at Martin Greer 73. 3 and 1 with 3 road games left is a great. Sorry, 3 and 1 with 3 road games is a great return. Defensive worry. Better, that's one of the best tweets tonight because we've won, th- we've won th- two, three games. Yeah. And played three in the road. 100%. Yeah, and um, yeah, that's actually a really good point because it's like we've, we've not been perfect, but we've been <laughs> great enough to win, you know, two games away from home. Yeah, um, absolutely. And uh, Peter Dadswell at Dad is hi, hi, Pete. Oh, uh, side handle. Uh, offense, offense, offense. Despite a slightly improved but still shaky line, and all that without mixing for a couple of games, we have been written off by many small market team, easy to criticise. But we're shoving that criticism down the neutrals' throats, Dalton especially, hundred percent, Pete. And I just wanted Thanks, to include Pete. this actually. Um, Richard Jones at um, Row Jones eighty two, great win. Boyd is having a TJ Hushmanzada type season so far. This defense really needs to play better though. Andy playing great again also. He gets too much, way too much flack from Bengals fans and NFL media types in general. But three and one, you can't complain. Next up. 
Miami Who Day. Who Day. And I wanted to pick that up because Nathan mentioned it and Rich uh, mentioned it there. Boyd is, without cursing him too much, um, he's having like a hoosh-like season, he's isn't like, he? He's, he's not a speedster. He's he, but he's like that ultra yeah. reliable dude. Who, I mean, you can you can see Dalton's look at him like he's not just chucking up to AJ anymore. No, he actually trusts Tyler Boyd, and um, he's delivering another hundred yard game. Two absolutely clutch receptions on fourth down. Yeah, you know, the, I mean, I'm so happy for him, but I don't know. Is that the scheme again, or is it kind of a, a mixture of of you know I, Boyd? I, kind of doing the business himself or what what is it what's i i think it's a bit of both i think i think um we we all supported annie dalton for what seven years now he's very much a guy who likes his like security blankets like aj was that for a long time he's now found a guy in tyler boyd who like who he trusts and he could go and also when he gets a chance like tyler boyd those catches they're not like by des- like by, by fake design like he he has to make that play he has to be ready that moment and so it goes back to that New Year's Eve game last year where he makes that play 4th and 13, which will be one of my, my favourite ever memories as a Bengals fan. And he is, from that point, just massively exploded in terms of his confidence and, and been ready for it because before that, that that game, two weeks before that game, he was like in the doghouse. He was not loved by, by the, the coaching staff. And I think from my perspective, he's just yeah. really stepped up. Absolutely. It'd be interesting to know why he was in the doghouse so much with the coaching staff. And I don't know. He just seems to be a different, well, not a different player, but he's carried on, he, he's carried on from that, as you say, yeah. that, that, that Baltimore game, you know. Incredible. Uh, one more last topic, and that's Vontae's perfect. He's back. And um, a lot of people seem to be going a bit nuts. I'm a bit more circumspect about his return, I have to say. Only because he came at last year out of shape, he wasn't ready to go. He let us down, and um, we actually—I think we actually genuinely need him now. Not not that we didn't need him last year or the year before, but this year because we're winning, because there's a chance that we could do something really good this year, we need him to come back all guns blazing. I mean, not literally. You know, that's yeah illegal that's always yes <laughs> that's always my, my worry especially this year with the new hitting rules yeah, yeah big time yeah no you're right i just want him if he doesn't come back in tip-top shape and ready to go um actually no that's wrong that's a bit unfair i would i would i would tell the fans out there just to temper your expectations but nathan said maybe organizationally they might just sort of ease them in gently yeah but organisationally, I think that might help. I completely agree. I think it's so weird because like we've had a massive call of players this last year, right? So if we've let Brandon LaFell go, George Aloka go, there's, there's more than that, right? There's people that we, we let go who are veterans who we were like, uh, do we need them, do we not? Vontes has always stuck around. And Marvin Lewis, for you know, better or worse, has been a massive Vontes fan. And I think he sort of said... We need this guy, and clearly, you, you, there's a lack of physicality in the defense as a result of him not playing. And um, from from my perspective, I, I feel like he is what we need. We hope he's fit. We're worried. I've heard nothing from him, by the way. I've, there's, there's no, been no he's been really him, quiet, isn't he? Which worries me in a weird way because of the history. Yeah, but fingers crossed, as Bengals fans, he comes back, plays his all-time game, right? 
Well, because, I mean, I just think that it would be such a shame because we are in a position where if we can carry on the confidence, you know, momentum's an amazing thing in sport, isn't it? It can cover up a lot of cracks. Yeah, big time. can cover up a lot of, you know, bad players and bad areas and bad spots on the team. But, you know, if we... If we can carry on, we do have a chance of doing something pretty good this year. Dare I say it's something special as well. Yeah. Um, so we do need Vontes. We actually really do need him because he could just tip us over, certainly the defence, onto that next level. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I feel like the NFL this season has, has evolved where you just need to make a play at the right time. Like, Yeah. Like it's, it's it's a very tough time now where it's like it's, it's completely... Um, kills around the, the offences. If, you, if you've got a de- defensive player like Francis Bervet who knows the game and can be, and can see things happening before they happen, yeah, like and he makes a play here and there, which is what's basically driven our success so far, yeah, that's a hugely powerful thing for us because like we're not the best team in the NFL in terms of top to bottom talent. We don't have the best quarterback. We don't have the best head coach. We have a lot of great talent that's like in the top third, I think. Yeah, yeah. Every year when the team wins it, they've they've got some talent. Like so, you look at Nick Foles last year, had a phenomenal playoff series, and there's no way you could tell me that Andy Dalton's a, a worse quarterback than he is. And we are very much stacked in the right places that they were. We've got talent offensively. Our DL is really strong. Our secondary is going to get better. Our linebackers with Fontes, you know, they're all massive opportunities for us to be a really good team. And look at our AFC North. Their foes, they're not as strong as they, they were no. last year, right? I think there's a real chance there for the FC North this year. I think it's for the taking. And, you know, we've certainly started off well. And as I say, momentum helps to kind of cover various cracks up and helps give some confidence so they do play better. They do play with more intensity and more kind of, you know, not passion, but just with that confidence, you know. Yeah. So... Who knows? Um, it's certainly a great start. 3-1, can't complain. What a good first quarter to our season. Let's hope the next one, we've got some biggies. Dolphins at home next, as mentioned, the big one against the Steelers at home. Kansas City away. And then, at the end of October, on Sunday the 28th, we have got uh, the Buccaneers at home. And what we also have during that game, we have a London meetup. Uh, it's going to be at the brewery, sorry, the brew house and kitchen uh, in Highbury, which so, is a solid venue. It is a very solid venue, I must say. <laughs> um, and we're going to be showing the, the Bengals and the Buccaneers game live on a big screen. Um, it's upstairs in uh, the, the tap room, um, and it's great. It should be fun. So do if you're in around if you go if you're going to the Wembley games. Swing by because I think the Wembley game is a one o'clock kickoff, and I think it is the is it the Jags and the Eagles that game. So, anyway, if you're uh, going to Wembley and want to see the Bengals game, uh, don't have the pressure of getting a train or whatever. Get yourself down to uh, the brew house and kitchen, yeah. which is in Highbury in Islington. So we're going to put all this up on our yeah. social media channels. So, do come along. Uh, we're hoping for a good turnout. It should be a real laugh. Um, and uh, always great. And patience. hopefully we'll get to toast a another Bengals win with a, actually a bunch of Bengals fans, which is in the same room, which is always the oh, fun, it's just so much the fun. best fun. It's thing. So much yeah. fun. 
So stay tuned for that. Uh, in the meantime, I want to say thanks to Simon for standing in for Nathan. Um, he'll be back next week, as will I. Uh, hopefully we'll be discussing another Bengals victory. Uh, but until then, it's a who day from me. It's a who day from me. Ta-ra, see you next week. And it should also be noted that the views and opinions expressed within this podcast do not reflect those of the Cincinnati Bengals organisation.